What's up, baseball world? Welcome along to another edition of Jay's Talk with Jay. It's funny how things can change after a few days. We were on, I think it was Sunday we recorded and everything was doom and gloom. The Jays were rubbish. We had no pitching. And then who comes along? Sheldon. Well, <laughs> Sheldon joins me today. I think everybody knows who we're talking about. Yesterday, we managed to see the debut of Alec Manoa, and he was lights out. Sheldon, I, I haven't seen a debut from such a young guy like that pitch. And apart from the first batter who he walked, he kind of, he owned he owned the whole game from start to finish. Yeah, he was uh, better than advertised, I think. I think a lot of people had some expectations of what he could do. And uh, what he did, uh, he just, he made the Yankees look uh, really, really bad. And uh, I spoke about this last night, how, you know, it's, if I was a Yankees fan, I'd be embarrassed, to be honest with you. Um, it's not the same organization I grew up watching. So, uh, no, Alec went in and just mowed everybody down. He, uh, I, I honestly thought he was going to go the full seven. I did not think uh, we would have seen someone come in and relieve him. But um, it looks like they found their starter. <laughs> yeah, we've been crying out for someone to join the starting rotation. And obviously, we've, I, I think that we're quite happy, even, even though Robbie, Robbie Ray lost uh, the second game of the doubleheader yesterday. Um, I think that we're quite, we're quite comfortable with Ryu, Matt, Ray, and now Manoa adding to, adding to uh, adding to that, and obviously we have to keep Manoa as our as, as our fourth starter. I don't yeah. think I, I don't think he automatically becomes our ace because of one game where he's pitched six innings, um, but it does make us look a, a, a lot stronger. Robbie Ray wasn't good last night, um, but he wasn't bad. No, I mean he's going to have you know these games where he's not going to be what he was you know the, you know, a couple of press before. But uh, you know what? I would. I'm happy to have Robbie Ray in my rotation, uh, along with Stephen Max and um, you know Henry Ryu and Alex Manoa. Uh, now they have four guys they can roll out there, and if they really want to go with a bullpen day on the fifth day, whether it be Trent Thornton and Ross Stripling, uh, sure, go for it. Let's uh, talk about. Uh... Trent Thornton and Ross Stripling, just, just, <laughs> just for a minute, before we sort of carry on singing Alec Manoa's praises, we had a conversation about um, we think that Trent Thornton should start over Ross Stripling and uh, like we think that Thornton should be stretched out. Um, Stripling was useless and he's terrible. <laughs> uh, and he should go and join Tanner Rourke. And I even, I even, I even wrote a song for the occasion. Kind of backfired on us. Trent Thornton looked like Tanner Rourke, and Ross Stripling looked like Alec Manoa. Um, uh, what, what happened? And is this <laughs> is is this a what is this a one off, or is this something we can do? And I don't mean do we start a game put Trent Thornton in, give up five runs and then let Thornton go seven innings without giving up a, <laughs> giving up a run. Um, what's the answer here? I think, uh, I think Trent just got 
roughed up pretty badly in that that start. That's all it was. I mean, it was just a bad start. You think? Yeah, I think. (laughs) um, I think we were all speculating that Trent Thornton would have pitched well and Stripling would have come in and and taken some damage. And it wasn't like that. And whatever uh, mechanical changes they made to Ross Stripling's uh, delivery and where he holds his hands, and I think they were talking about where he holds the glove and the ball before he delivers, uh, if it works, continue going with it because he looked really, really good coming out of the bullpen. Um, and historically, he has been a better bullpen pitcher than a starter. So, again, on those days where you need to go with a bullpen by committee, have Trent Thornton. And I, let's be honest here, Trent Thornton is not going to give up five runs in, in the first inning every single time he's out there. And it was Tampa uh, Bay, right? Yeah, and, and Tampa, they're hot. They were hot. Let's be honest. Um, I think Trent can give you four or five innings. And Stripling can give you four or five innings of, of really, really good pitching. You save your bullpen. You have those two guys do that bullpen day. Um, it's possible they can do that. Um, but right now with Alec Manoa's arrival and what he's done to the rotation and uh, the shot of the arm that it needed, uh you know, it's it's a it's a, now you just got one issue to deal with. At, at the moment, you have one rotation spot to a five. Does it does it stay TBD for I now? Would it, I would just make it Trent Warren starts. Stripling's coming in. I mean, do it like that. I think it's obvious that at the moment it's not going to be Nate Pearson. I no. he, he doesn't he, look he, like he's. Um, He's coping very well. There's something not right there. I it was something that we had mentioned that I was worried about him coming up, getting shelled, being sent back down, and what's going to do to him mentally. And uh, it looks like that you know maybe mentally it's taken a little bit out of him. Um, I hope that he can kind of right the ship because. In the long run, we do need Pearson, whether it be in the starting rotation, which I think he should be a starter, or uh, possibly in the bullpen as a closer. I saw, do you know, it's funny you should say that. I saw a post, like literally just before we started to record, um, on Blue Jay Center's, um, what, what do they call it? Bold predictions, bold predictions Hot for takes. the week. Hot takes, yeah. Yeah. And some one of them was somebody's predicted that Nate Pearson would be our closer by the end of the season. I think it was by the end of the season. And you now have mentioned that as well. So I just uh, like I want like does is that how we get him get him back by by bringing him back up? Like do, could we do with his arm in the bullpen? I think so. Yeah, you can do with his arm in the bullpen. There's absolutely no reason why you can't. Have so is is that? Like is that how is that how we stretch him out instead? Like we call him up, chuck him in the bullpen, let him throw one inning, two innings, stretch him out that way. Comes in when uh, we. I, I I would put him in in games where he's getting you know when the team's either up by a considerable amount or they're down by a considerable amount, and let him come in and just look. There's no pressure. Pitch, throw everything you know. Actor's going to set up down the middle. Your pitches move throw it we'll worry about pitching later just throw it and but also in the same token you know he's got to get away from thinking he's got to go throw 102 104 um 
scale it back a bit man. have a little bit more movement, have a little bit more control. But um, right now he, he's getting whacked down there in AAA. So, the numbers aren't good at all. No, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about his, uh, his psychological state. I mean, did, did the beating in, in Houston and it, you know, people who are watching might say, well, he's a bit to be able to get over it. Sometimes these guys don't get over it right away and getting demoted doesn't help. And, um, you know, hopefully, I mean, he's talented enough to come back and be the starter that we, we expect him to be. But right now it doesn't look good. Maybe he needs to get Alec Manoa's mum in the crowd, jumping up and down. <laughs> she and was she- uh... Like I, I've seen parents at the games before. We remember seeing like the videos there, and like like a few seasons ago, like she's another level. Like every single movement was cheered or clapped, or like great to see. Like you can mm-hmm. like I, I love seeing stuff like that, and um, and and he Alec comes across like his interview after the game. I was like. He seems like a really nice guy. He scares the living hell out of me. He is huge. He's a big dude. He's like six foot six, six foot seven, two six. I mean, he's just a, he's a big, big, big guy. Um, yeah, but he, uh, there was an interview that he did with uh, I think he did an interview with the center uh, a while ago, and he comes across as like a really, really nice. Guy. Um. And he's coming in a, in a situation where he has, you know, the three lefties ahead of him, more around him. So he's got veterans that he can ask questions uh, to and, and get positive feedback and positive um, guidance on. And he's also surrounded by a lot of young players too. So he's not the only young player. He he's can got be one of the boy. He can be one of the boys straight away, can't he? He's going to fit in. He's yeah. he obviously he's been with them during spring training. He must have been around the team quite a bit last year because obviously there was no there was no minor league. So he um he obviously knows these guys already. It, it just looked like he fit. My 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 biggest um question to you, obviously being a um, non closet Yankees fan. Was he? And I know that we lost game two, so maybe it's a moot question. But was he that good, or were the Yankees really bad yesterday? Alec Manoa was was good, um, but these are not the Yankees that I remember seeing. I mean, the Yankees I grew up watching, especially in the the nineties and in the two thousands, they. Weren't they? They knew how to work the count. They knew how to go the other way. They they knew how to win, and they did all kinds of things to win. Um, this Yankees team, and I mentioned yesterday, it's like it's like Frankenstein. There's so many parts. They they're just trying to you know. It's almost like they're stitching parts together. And even when they were healthy, I mean, is DJ Lemieux really a legit leadoff hitter? Maybe in some people's eyes, but I don't find him that. I find him as a number two guy. They only really have one superstar at the moment, as far as I can see, and that's Judge. And it was great to see Alex send him on his ass yesterday. Like, that, <laughs> I mean, the fact that you have Stanton locked up to this, you know, albatross, and they they can't move him. No matter what they try and do, they're not. They're going to either have to buy him out or just play him. And 
you're not going to get a full season here come. I, I believe he's I, I believe he's back today. Is that right? He's back today. Um, he's, I don't know what he's going to do offensively, but he was starting. And to then you he, have... he, he was starting to heat up though, wasn't he? Before he got mm-hmm. injured, so who knows? But I just like if you look if you if you were to t- look at the two teams in comparison, the, the, okay, everyone knows the Yankees. The Yankees are a worldwide organization. Everybody knows them, even if you don't follow baseball, even if you know nothing mm-hmm. about baseball you would have heard of the New York Yankees. The Toronto Blue Jays, it could be a wildlife park somewhere in Ontario, <laughs> right? But 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 it but it could be like I, I, and that's not obviously I'm a I'm a I'm a Jays fan, so I'm not trying to be funny, but like they're not they're not the big organization like the Red Sox or the Yankees or the Dodgers, Cubs, like all of these even mm-hmm. even the White Sox. Um but if you look at the two teams in comparison we have Vladdy, we have Bo, we have we, we have Ryu, we mm-hmm. have possibly now Manoa. Like he 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 must have made some noise yesterday around uh, around the majors. People must have been thinking, yeah. "Hang on a second, this guy's come into Yankee Stadium. He's just pitched near enough a full game. All right, it was only seven innings, and they had two hits." And only one person got the hit. And then you look at the Yankees team, and like DJ LeMahieu, he's 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 been good. He doesn't look good at the moment. Like I'll I'll be honest with you, he doesn't look good at the moment. And then apart from him, you go down there. <laughs> Odor is batting second. Like really, that, that tells that, that he, tells you a lot. He doesn't even get into our into our forty man roster. Nope. And then you look down. It's just judge, and then I, like the players, I haven't even said like we've got Teoscar, we've got George Springer, who's not even playing at the moment. We have these um, the Galacticos, like Real Madrid, like they had the Galacticos at one point <laughs> with all these star name players. We have them. We're only a season from them blowing up to become this like powerhouse of a team. Yet you go through the Yankees team, and it's just. For me, I thought it was laughable, and I thought that they were a little bit lucky to actually win Game Two last night. But the the Yankees on paper have the names; they have name power. Um, if they were healthy, uh, could we see a different result from the Yankees? Well, it's never going to happen. Someone's going to get hurt, and again, the team is almost like they're stitched together. It's like it's like some kind of experiment. You know, you got Stanton either at the DH or the left or left field. And if he's DHing, that means you have Frazier in left field. You have Hicks, who's in center, but he's hurt. Aaron Judge is in right. Um, you know, if you match him up position by position, I honestly, you know, other than name power, I don't know if the Yankees actually match up with the Jays. Well, I'll give you a question then. You said match them, like match them up. Let, we, we can go through we can go through it. If we were to mm-hmm. have the 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 best if we had our best starting nine against their best starting nine, I still take Teoscar at right field. Um, if they're both healthy, I would take, and I'm just, I would take Judge just because his defense is better than, than Teoscar. Uh, power wise, they're comparable. Yeah. Defense wise, Aaron's, Aaron Judge is, is, is better. Um, in center field, you got George Springer versus Aaron Hicks. Yeah. In in left field, 
if you have Lourdes Gurriel versus uh, Clint Frazier, Lourdes Gurriel. At third base, Gio Urshela. Because we don't really have one, right? So why does say Kevin Gio at third? But even if he he's at third, defensively, Urshela is better. Yeah. Uh, at shortstop, you can flip. And Faber, you could say hey, which one do you pick. Offensively, they're very comparable. Defensively, they're I think Torres might be worse than both. I would not have Torres as my shortstop. So defensively, I would lean towards both. Um at second. No contest at the moment. At the moment, yeah, you can say Marcus. Um if DJ Mayhew's at the top of his game, then it's a lot closer. Um, but you, we're talking now if they're fully fit, which they both seem to be. Marcus is putting Marcus, up MVP yeah. numbers at the moment. Um, but if you take a look at the last few years, they DJ, yeah. Um, but right now, again, if everybody's at their peak, you could it, that, that's a toss up because both are strong offensively and defensively. Marcus gives you a little bit more speed, um, DJ gives you a little bit more contact. So I would. Say 50 50, you can pick either one, you won't be wrong. At first base, Vladdy's going to crush anybody that's at first base because they have Luke Boyd. And Luke Boyd had a really, really great season last year, but Vladdy. Vladdy. Um, and then a catcher. Do you want offense or defense? One offense, you go to Gary Sanchez to slightly because he does have problems offensively. Do you go defense and you go with Danny? So our starting nine, the Blue, the Blue Jays starting nine is actually uh, on paper better than the Yankees. And then, you, heard it. you heard it here first, people. Sheldon actually said the Blue Jays are better than the Yankees, right? On, pa- on, on, on paper, yeah. And, and we've seen the results, what happens when they play. And then we've got about DH. Who's your DH? Grichik versus Stanton. Anton is healthy, fully healthy. You take Stanton. Um, so there's only a couple of positions where the Yankees stand out. Third. And even then, and even then, Grichuk, with the season that he's having at the moment, you you wouldn't have no worries about having him as your DH. I think I I think when Springer comes back, he'll be in center field. And Orlando will probably be in right. And Oscar, Oscar yeah. Uh, because Lourdes Gurriel is starting to hit, and he's starting to hit with a little bit of authority. He's he, he's looking like June is going to be his June and July where he's going to. The go good th- the good thing, obviously, we don't know when spring is going, and that seems to be a sentence I make on every single mm-hmm. podcast at the moment. We don't know when spring is going to be back, but the good thing about that is, is when he actually is back and he's playing center field, we have so many more options. By having by having them for, for example, at some point Vladdy needs a rest. Guriel plays first. Yeah, that and it yeah, just can play like, first. yeah, it just moves everyone around. I think that it's going to make us so much stronger and the lineup as well. We're already starting now. We're starting to hit one to seven. We were talking just at the weekend about it only being one to five, and now kind of hitting one to seven. And like we just need someone at third base to kind of. 
step up to the mark because again we don't care if the catch is hitting or not right because if everyone else is hitting who cares i think uh you could actually survive with two spots being defensively strong which is catcher and third if you wanted to go out there and get a, a defensive-minded third baseman you could live with that um if you wanted to do that but i don't think they're, they're going to do that i think what they're going to probably do is look for you know kyle Seeger or a colin moran uh to fill in i know people are high on Seeger, but i would actually take colin moran he's a little bit younger gives you a little bit of position stability if you need to bounce him around the infield or um so i would kind of lead towards him and, he, and he's an on-base guy he gets on base do um do we think that yesterday's performance by Manoa has changed the front office's way of thinking? Because I'm convinced that they were going in for at least one at least one starting pitcher. Does what happened yesterday change their mind? And do they now have a bit more ammunition to go for someone heavy duty at third? Um, I think they're going to give him all of. June, they want to kind of see what he does in June before they change their plans. I think the plan is still to get a starter uh, and, and a starter that can, you know, it's going to be with the team for a few years. So such as I believe Luis Castillo is going to be around for a couple of years if they trade for him. Um, or they may make a move to get someone who they can re-sign right away. Uh, bring him in, talk contract, sign him for, you know, a two-year extension or whatever it might, might take uh, for the, the, the deal to go through. Um, but right now, if Alec Manoa pitches the way he's been pitching, uh, I think the starter that they get would probably be a bottom of the rotation starter, someone that you, you wouldn't expect. Like he's gonna eat up some innings, basically. Yeah, like a you know a couple of years ago they went and got Francisco Liriano. Nobody knew that he was on the radar uh, in twenty sixteen, and he was really <laughs> good, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think anybody expected. I want Walker to be on the radar. I know there was some rumblings, but nobody get him, and then they got him, and he performed incredibly well. So it's, it's going to be the month of June is probably going to help, and maybe the first week of July will kind of show where the Jays will do what they need to do to shore up. Um, if twenty and eight in June, maybe they don't do anything. I'm yeah, I'm. I'm, le- I'm leaning to, bearing in mind that I've been an advocate for Manoa since before the season started. I just, I just, me, I would have thrown him in then. It may have got us another five wins. Not, I'm not saying, it, I'm not saying it would have, but let's face it, in, in between the time the season started and now we've had Tanner Rourke start and we've had all sorts of uh, shenanigans going on <laughs> that, that should never have really happened. Um, and hindsight is a wonderful thing, as we all know. But I just like with with him coming in now and doing what he's done, I'm I'm I, I'm not surprised one bit. I'm not from. They say that spring training isn't isn't an indicator of of how your season's going to go, and that's probably true as a team sense. But surely, as an individual player, I think the the outfield players is a little bit different but i think as a pitcher you've either got the stuff or you haven't right well given the fact that he had faced some of the yankees big hitters and he did what he did to them in spring training 
I think that's why people really got excited. If he had gone against, you know, Evan, you know, Esteban Florio and players we've never heard of, or, you know, Fold, bit... Fold whoever he was yeah. playing. Yeah. You know, then, then you could say, well, look who he faced, right? But uh, what made it exciting was that it was, the, it was Stanton, it was Sanchez, it was DJ Mayhew, and he just went right through them. And uh, it's this, that's what made it kind of exciting. And I was adamant, look, man, just leave him in the, leave him in the minors for the year, man. Let him get his innings in. Let him it's good to be wrong through. every now and then, though, isn't it? Hey, man, he could get shelled in. He, he could actually get beaten up in the next yeah, three. It doesn't, doesn't take away what happened yesterday. <laughs> if he gets hammered in the next three starts, then I think people might, oh, man, we should have kept him. We should have kept but, but, but they looked baffled. Like, to, I don't know if you saw them, the... The cameras went on to Aaron Judge, and I can't remember who he was that. And they they literally looked baffled in the sixth or seventh inning. Like, yeah, it was like, DJ. I think it was DJ. It was DJ Lee here that was with um, Aaron, and they were they they looked. I, I don't know if they're not getting. I don't know if they're hitting coach. I don't know. They just don't look right. Um, no reason why DJ should be hitting 260, 270. Like this dude can hit three ten, three twenty in his sleep, and. Aaron Judge, um, he's been at least since 2016, 2017. I know he had that huge year in 2017. Come on, man. Like, you're, you're, you're literally the face of the franchise. He's literally the guy. And, you know, it's, uh, I guess, like I mentioned last night on Rita Center, it's, if I was a Yankees fan, I'd be, you know, appalled by where this plays. And, uh, they got to, you know, the Yankees got to do something. What's good for baseball is the Yankees winning because they are quote unquote the evil empire. They're the team that everybody wants to knock off the pedestal. If they're struggling, then who's the next team that you want to focus in on? The LA Dodgers? Everybody likes the Dodgers, so I don't see that happening. Houston Astros? Well, yeah, but it's not the same. You know, we hate them because of what they did. We just hate the Yankees because they're successful. Yeah. And that's that's actually born out of respect because they're and, so successful. And everyone hates the Jays because we're Canadian, right? <laughs> everybody everybody you know, doesn't like us because we're you know Canadian. But you know, it's uh it is what it is, right? I mean, I don't know if anybody likes the Boston Red Sox, so Maybe we can hate the rock, the Red Sox, but again, I think, they're not. Yankees. I think the Red. I think the thing with the Red Sox is, is that you you don't like them, but you don't dislike them. Like they're kind of, eh, eh. they're there. Yeah. <laughs> eh. The only thing people like about Boston is the Green Monster. Like take away that Green Monster and you put them in just a, a neutral looking park. I don't know if they have that mystique. Part of the mystique is that Green Monster. Talking about ballparks, and I wanted to bring this up on Sunday, and I totally forgot. Heckling at home games. Are we glad to see the back of uh, Florida now that we're moving to Buffalo? Like, I, I, I heard some booing yesterday as well. Um, is this like a thing? Is this because, like, COVID's made everyone go a little bit crazy and... Like the, the, the home, the, it, it bothered me a little bit. You've got home players bearing in mind that a lot of this booing was happening in the Tampa series mm -hmm. where we, we got smashed around quite a bit. 
um, even though we were in a lot of the games, they still they out they outscored us, which is we, we're a high scoring team, or we like to think we are. But the, it was the booing, and it was so the, the booing was so prominent, and the heckling was so prominent, you could hear it through the microphone. Um, it was it was it an issue for us playing there, and is it better that we're going to be in Buffalo? I think better for us to be in Buffalo. Um, you know, Florida is going to have their Tampa fans and their. They ain't got no fans. They ain't got no fans. They have no fans that go to their ballpark, but they have no problems going to uh, TD ballpark and booing the Jays. So, uh, it's mentality strange. It's um, the sun, isn't it? It's what happens when you have a lot of sun. It's it was just one of those things where it's just unusual. I mean, this is not even the Jays' home. Let's be honest. The Jays' home is is the Rogers. I'm guessing uh, there's no news on going back to Toronto ever. Uh, if it happens, it might happen in September. That's what I can tell you. Uh, but the, you know, the expectation is it's going to be before they come back and, and play in the Rogers Center. Uh, but they should be able. To, they should be able to have the fans on their side in Buffalo. Are you able to? Are you able to cross border? My understanding is you can still travel. It's just quarantine. So if I wanted to travel to Buffalo, I I'm a, I don't know what New York's these laws are. I'm assuming you have to quarantine unless they've opened everything up. But I know when people come into Ontario, uh, Doug Ford wants to actually shut the borders down. That's nearly impossible to do. Uh, but if you do come in, you're supposed to quarantine. So. Business, business, and pleasure, or is that like? I heard it's everything. I heard whether you're flying in, um, you got to quarantine, and I think it's ten to fourteen days. Um, but you know what, man? It's here. It's just we get all kinds of information, and we're still trying to figure stuff out. What are the exact? What are the actual rules? Because I'm guess I'm guessing at the moment we're the only team that are having to deal with these problems. Because we're the only team not playing in our home stadium. Yeah, the, the Toronto Raptors go through it. Uh, they had to play in uh, Florida. The Jays have to play in Florida, and they were rubbish. The Raptors. Yeah, I, I, I like that's that's probably not fair. Like I, I've, I've watched a lot of Raptors games this year. Um, nowhere near the levels that they've had in the past. And it all started going downhill from the moment we couldn't play in Toronto. It went downhill after last season. It just took a nosedive. I don't know if it was... Uh, um, to me, it looked like the players... And we're not even talking Jays now. We're talking Raptors. <laughs> um, they didn't look like they were in sync the entire season. Like There was not that Christmas with each other uh, that they had the two seasons. I don't know if it's, you know, because Siakam started slow, that somebody, you know, Van Fleet had to pick up the pace. Uh, Kyle was, you know, injured from time to time. I, I, Aaron Baines didn't work the way they wanted him to work out. Uh, At all. Yeah. I mean, it's, let's be honest. Aaron, Aaron Baines wasn't going to come in and replace either Paul Gasol and, or Serge Ibaka. He's, just, he's a different player. Mark, Mark Gasol. Just, Mark Gasol. Just don't want to like Mark Gasol. <laughs> I don't care. Gone. He no, left but, us. <laughs> but, but the reason I'm bringing it up is because obviously, it, like, it, 
there's there's something about Toronto sports teams, especially with their fans behind them. And I just it was something that annoyed me when I saw, when I saw the games um, over the weekend last weekend. And like there was this one annoying guy, you could hear him shouting everything, and I just felt like like throwing something at the TV, <laughs> which isn't advised. Don't ever do that. You're likely to break your TV these days. It's not like the old days. You throw something off it, and it just bounce off the glass screen. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Um, um, but yeah, it, it just I was like, oh, like imagine what this team would be like. If everyone in the crowd was like Alec Manoa's mum, jumping up and down, like actually cheering the team on, and and does, and does that make a difference in a sport like baseball? Like in football over here, we've noticed massively with no fans being in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a huge difference. Anytime you have fans in the stadium, um, whether they're booing you or they're cheering you, there it makes a huge difference. Um, my only fear is if we were playing in the Rogers Center. And Kevin was making those errors, and Bo was making those errors earlier in the season. And fans started to boo. And Toronto fans are, they can be very fickle at times. They can be really fickle at times. And, uh, you know, what, what would that have done to Bo and Kevin's psyche? Or if Marcus getting off so slow and Lourdes getting off slow? What would have done to their psyche if you hear the fans booing you if you strike out or anything like that? Uh, or Danny Jansen. Danny Jansen is the best example. You can't hit. It's not hitting, right? And uh, well behind the plate. Defensively, he's amazing. I, I would take him in a heartbeat if I needed a defensive catcher. Just to adding to that, I think Reese McGuire has done really well since he's come back in. That was something I was just going to mention. We no one's spoken about Reese McGuire's game last night. Yesterday, he caught Alex Menor. He called the pitches. He was did patient. Everything. Was patient with him. Worked with him. I, I was. I, I was really impressed yesterday. Really impressed. Um, do you go with two defensive catchers and Reese McGuire and Danny Jansen? Now you can kind of match up a little bit. You have another left-handed bat. What happens to Kirk when he comes back? Does he go as the full-time DH or does he go to the minors? So these are pleasant problems to have. Um, if, uh, you know, all these players come back and they're all healthy and you know, now you, you have pleasant problems to deal with. But right now, I like I liked Reese McGuire's game. He, uh, I always looked at him as a Darren Fletcher type of performer if he ever got like full-time at-bats. Uh, I think he's a better defensive catcher than Darren Fletcher, but that's not taking anything away from Fletcher. You know, who knows? There, um, one thing that we haven't spoken about yet, and I don't, a lot of people never, never really picked up on it. Well, at least I don't think anyone's really picked up on it. Vladdy yesterday didn't look like Vladdy. He looked, looked, it looked a little bit different at the plate yesterday. He could be tired. I think, yeah, I, the, I think it was his first, his first at bat. No, his yeah, first at bat. He struck out. Yeah, when he struck out and he swung for a pitch that was like miles off the plate, and he hasn't done that. hasn't done that for a while. I just, I just felt that every obviously, and then he got hit on the elbow, which the commentators seemed to think that that was okay. I was like, have you ever hit your elbow on like a table or something? It hurts. Like there's, there's there's no ah oh, it didn't hit his hand it hit his elbow that's fine no it's not it still hurts um, 
I'm starting to wonder, maybe he's just a little tired. Maybe they need to sit down for a game, for a day just to kind of get to rest. But actually give but actually give him a break. Yeah. None of this yeah. none of this DH nonsense because he's still in it. Um he just yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna say it worried me because we we've seen Vladdy go two, three games where mm-hmm. he's done nothing and then he go and hit three homers in the game. So nothing to get worried about just that he didn't he didn't look like the vladdy we've seen all season yesterday yeah he didn't yeah and that could be domingo Herman. domingo Herman pitched well yeah he only gave two home runs that was the only thing that Herman gave up yesterday versus alec manoa other than that they, they were going pitch for pitch yeah it was a it, it, it was a great duel between the two of them to be fair yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's probably actually one of the betting uh, bet- betting one of the better pitching performances I've seen against us, mm-hmm. where we we've been dominated by the pitcher because there's there's occasions where we've given cheap outs, like yeah, swinging for pitches. I think, I think like we only had four out. hits. We only had four hits that game. Yeah. So you know, um, it, it kind of highlights something else. That can the can the Jays score? Um, runs and we've seen the Jays score runs in different ways but yesterday's game they could not get other than those two home runs they could not really get to Domingo Roman. no and, yeah the, the other hit that we got was off the relief pitcher whoever that was that came in I can't yeah. remember now um so you know uh fortunately we won two was two nothing so but uh is there is there is that that good to have us win games two nothing all the time or what, three what one? Are we, or... What are we now? Are we we're six and three against the Yankees? Is that right? Six and three. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. And we got we, we got ten games left against the Yankees at some point. So technically, that's another six seven wins. At that pace, yeah. And the funny thing is, the Yankees have had trouble with the Tampa Bay Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays, and everybody else they've beaten up to get. But most of, most of those games have been against Baltimore. I think I mentioned to you um, by message when we were texting yesterday. Um, it's funny how Boston and the Yankees have both played Baltimore ten times already, yet we haven't played them, and they've both had issues with them. I think Baltimore swept the Red Sox the first yeah. opening uh, um, series, so it gives me hope because. They're okay, but they're okay, Baltimore. They're they're not the uh, the whipping boys that everyone thought they were going to be. But te- like on paper, we keep saying this now. On paper, on paper, we should we should beat them quite easily. Yeah, they uh, they they're competitive. Trey uh, Mancini's, you know, the linchpin of that entire offense. RBI and, leader at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and you know they've got some. Some players in there. Um, I like Austin Hayes, their their outfielder. Uh, Mikel Franco, when they signed him late uh, spring training, I thought that was a really really shrewd move. That's a, a player that you know at the end of the season will have like twenty home runs, eighty RBIs. He plays good defense. Um, I was kind of hoping the Jays would have gotten him <laughs> when he when I seen him out there for so long. I'm like he would be a good platoon bat with you know Kevin Bichette. Or maybe a third baseman, a full-time third baseman, with Kevin being a super utility guy, but it didn't. It didn't happen that way. Uh, yeah, they, they've and then don't forget they got John Means. I'm pretty sure we're going to see John Means at some point in that first series, and 
uh, they, uh, you know, Ford's not as bad as their record shows. They, they, they will give the Jays fits. If they can give Boston fits, um, they can give the Jays fits. I think one of the shining lights this week for me was actually bearing in mind the Tampa Bay series was a, a four-game sweep was the fact that the next day we went in, we won, obviously we played the Yankees, mm-hmm. all three of them lost. Yeah. All three of them lost. And for me, that I think that would have been a positive on the team because they probably would have looked at thinking Tampa Bay are going to run away with this. Um, they would have done though, right? As, as, like men- mentally being swept in a f- three-game series is bad. Being swept in a four-game series not good at all and they probably actually thought oh man we're going to lose a lot of ground here so to go and beat the Yankees and actually see that both Boston who had beaten us in the series beforehand Mm. and Tampa Bay lost it was good to not actually see Tampa Bay up there with a a zero next to the underneath the loss the loss uh, last 10 so I think that's I think that's a good thing I don't know how I didn't actually check how did everyone get on yesterday I think Tampa won yesterday. I think Boston won yesterday. Um, one of the things that, you know, my, when we always talk about these, these games is, uh, you know, the mental edge that teams have on the other. And that never changes. You could put all the analytics in, you know, you could do whatever you want with the analytics. But the Jays know that the Yankees, the Rays have their number. I mean, they've beaten them four straight. Not, but yeah, it, but we won the series before that. Yeah, but it, I think if you take a look at it, it's what are we five and two? Or there did the Rays are five and two against us? Now, yeah, yeah. So just as we have the Yankees number, looks like the Rays have our number, and the all these teams in the in the AL East, someone's got their number. And it's so going to counteract. Uh, uh, so we can we can talk about how hey we've taken it to the Yankees and we're six and three against the Yankees. Don't forget we're five and two. We're, we're two and five against the Rays. So technically that puts us at five hundred, really, doesn't it? It's going to be it's about it's, it's about making sure that Boston and Baltimore. We make sure we win them games to make sure it, you, it's more it's, wins than losses. You you, you beat the supposed to beat. Uh, early in the season, the Texas Rangers, we should not have gone one and two against them. We really should have gone two and one against them or three and oh. Uh, I'm not saying that Texas is not a good team, but there was absolutely but we were making we were making so like we're not doing it now. The defensive mistakes that we made in that series were, were unbelievable. We're not making nowhere near as many mistakes now, we're certainly not committing as many errors. Um, we should really move on. Like, uh, um, I, th- I think we've talked enough Yankees, and we've talked obviously how we can never talk enough Yankees. <laughs> we thought how how good we thought Manoa was. Like, don't just don't. Um, <laughs> moving on to this series, um, I actually haven't looked. Who have we got after Cleveland? Uh, I'll check right now. We've got Miami, Miami, Miami. Yeah, yeah because I think Manoa's next starts against Miami. Yeah. Okay. So next up, the Indians. We can say that for one more season. Yep. Um, then they'll change their name to Spiders. Cle- Cleveland people. They, they have a couple of names they're looked at. Uh, the last time I checked, 
the Warriors, Cleveland Warriors is one, the Cleveland Steamers because of the, the history of the area. Um, spiders because they were called the Spiders before they were called the Indians. Uh, they, they've got a, a few names they can choose from. Uh, all of them, all of them, very laughable. I, I, I don't know if I'll, I uh, imagine people who are arachnophobic and they have to go see a Cleveland Spiders game. What are you going to go in there? Imagine they're called the Warriors and they've got the worst record in baseball. Like that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what they're going to call them. I, I they are. They're going to keep a logo. They're going to keep. You know, C and everything else, but uh, yeah, they're gonna eventually change its name. Um, so they I, can't I, be the Cleveland Native Americans, then? Nope, nothing like that. It looks like uh, anything concerning uh, depictions of races are slowly getting removed from sports, unless you're the Atlanta Braves, and we said nope. <laughs> They've very defiantly said. We have been talking to uh, indigenous communities in and around the, the area, and uh, they work hand in hand with the indigenous communities. So, if they're doing that, then and we're comfortable with it, then they should keep the name. Uh, that's it's all a little bit silly, really, isn't it? Let's uh, let's face it. I, I think it's just a little too much. Uh, you know, I, I see people in Toronto walking around with. Uh, Caucasians in, in, in place of Indians. And I'm like, that's just like, come on. You're not really, you're not really moving any agenda forward. You're just more to the point. Petty. Why aren't they wearing blue Jays tops? But we'll talk about that another yeah. day, I guess. <laughs> Idiots. Um, yeah. I, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it, it's an, it's an interesting series, Cleveland. Their record's not bad. They're, they're playing over 500. They have started off okay, like mm-hmm. be- better than we have, and we we've got an okay record as well. Um, however, I have seen a few people, I think yourself included, saying that we can probably sweep them. Yeah, I said it last night. I said there's absolutely no reason why we can't go two and one or three and zero oh, against them. Uh, Jose Ramirez is obviously the, the the big bat in that lineup, and I think. Reyes Fresnel Fresnel races is back. I'm not sure. Uh, like I said, I know he, he injured himself on a swing. I'm um, trying to hit the ball like 900 feet. <laughs> he missed, and all of a sudden was hold his back. I'm like, oh man, he's and he's a big guy. He's probably bigger than uh, Alex Manoa. But uh, their pitching staff—it's their pitching staff. You got to be afraid of. Uh, obviously, with the names that you know, they're not household names other than Shane Bieber. But uh, they can all pitch. So, one thing I've noticed though: the better the pitch are, the better we bat. Yeah, that's kind of weird. It is. It's really weird. Oh, I know why. It's because we steal signs. Uh, You were talking about Tyler Glass now, and what you were saying the other day. Um, Tyler Glass, though, in in, you know, in defense of what he said, he goes, he he couldn't understand how they were hitting him because, you know, it. He seems to have problems with the Jays more than anything else. And he, and then he goes out there and he pitches incredibly well against everyone else. So maybe it's just the Jays have his number. And it's always been like that in the history of baseball. There's always a team that the pitcher can't beat, or there's always a, a team that the pitcher just absolutely dominates. And, and um, maybe the Jays are Glassnose kryptonite 
I thought it was sour grapes and to come out with something like bearing in mind what's been happening with Houston. And I just, I just thought it was bad taste. Like, I think you're going to, you're going to see that. You're going to see a lot of teams say, okay, well, something's kind of funny here as to why this person's not performing as well, or this person seems to, or this team seems to be performing incredibly well. And then on the flip side, you've got Josh Donaldson about to turn around and, 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 and bring the rain down on every pitcher out there that's been cheating, supposedly. And he's got a he's got information, which instead of coming out and tweeting about it or saying it publicly, give it to Major League Baseball and their crack investigation team that seems to work all the time. I'm gonna and, tell everyone. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna leak, leak it. Josh, if you want to come on here and talk with me and Sheldon and spread the, and tell the names, we are willing to sit here and listen with you. Obviously, you let's take back seat because we're the important ones, but. <laughs> I would just listen. I would say, who, 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 who? I know people have been speculating Garrett Cole for the longest time. Trevor Bauer has been someone they've speculated. Uh, I wonder how many of them are ex-players that he's played with. Oh, Josh? That's yeah. a good question. Um, so, so in other words, how many Blue Jays pitchers have been cheating that we are about to find out? Well, Randall Grichick. Marcus Stroman. <laughs> well, Randall, Randall Grichick came out and said that 94, 95% of the pitchers are cheating. So that you got to include the Jays in that. Uh, is is Marcus? Well, is Marcus? But hope not. Who, who pitched well and then pitched really badly? So I don't think Donaldson played with Romero. So I think we can rule him out. No, it wasn't Ricky. R- Ricky, <laughs> I think Ricky Ricky Romero's uh, situation was just health. Yeah, it was, it was sad to see because. Uh, I remember, I don't know if I spoke to you about it or another show. Um, watching him in, I think it was 2012 or 2013, where he just imploded and he couldn't throw a strike. And the first thing that came to mind was uh, a pitcher back in the Pittsburgh era. I think it was the late 70s, early 80s, Steve Blass, where he just could not throw a strike. And I thought that's what happened to him. And then later on, we found out there was more to it than uh, just it was his knees. It was just everything, and I, I felt bad for the kid. You know, he was a, say a kid, but you know, I felt really bad for him. Oh man, when he came on the scene, he was uh, he was amazing. Yeah, and, and people forget when Roy Halladay asked for the trade, it was Ricky Romero who stepped in and became the ace. Yeah, and he... no, I remember. Um, but going back to what we were saying, mm-hmm. who do we think? If because there, there has to be if he if he's got this big book on all of these pitches that have been cheating, someone, one of them, at least, has to be a J. So who would I... Come on, because you're good at predicting these things. Get it out there before Josh does. Uh, Who would I think? Um... It's not Aaron Loop. No. (laughs) If If we kind of get away from thinking it's a big name, like, not Matt, it's not Ray, because... You know, it's not Ryu. No, but it's um, someone that he probably played with that's pitching now. So I was trying to think. You know what? I'm going to. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Mark. I'm going to say Marcus Estrada. Estrada. Uh, that's what I thought. As, but, do you know what? You must have read my mind because <laughs> because I was thinking it's probably not someone that throws particularly hard. Because this changeup was, I mean, I, I saw the mechanics and what he does with his changeup, but the the seasons that he pitched, other than his last season with the Jays, he was really, really good. And he was, and he wasn't wasn't that good with Milwaukee, 
and he comes to the AL East and he's dominating lineups. Kind of by surprise. I mean, it's not Ari Dickey. Because, <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, well, no, to cheat would mean that you were actually making yourself better. Was he, was he cheating <laughs> to make himself worse? Uh, it's not Mark Burley. Um, Mark Burley? Yeah, I don't think it was him. Uh, I would probably say Estrada. I'm not saying it's him. I'm just speculating. It probably could be him. Marcus, those who are um, skeptics of Marcus will say Marcus Stroman because he got caught with the, the quote-unquote PED situation back in 2013. And they could probably say, well, he did that, so you can't rule him out for this. Uh, that would probably be their reasoning. I don't see Marcus Stroman doing that. Can you Marcus explain to me how you cheat as a pitcher? Like, what what is it that you're actually doing? I'm going to go by what my... Uh, I have friends who were pitching when we were younger, and cheating has always been part of the game. So, you know, you could scuff the ball in a certain manner and have a different break. Uh, you can put attacky something under fingers, and it'll give you more revolutions on the ball, or what they call it spin rate now. Uh there's a few things you can do. Um, sandpaper, thumbtacks. Uh, you, there, there are different things you can do um, that, that can manipulate the ball to do certain things that it doesn't normally do. Uh, some of the breaks that I see on these breaking pitches and the velocity that they're going at, at 92 miles per hour, and you see something go uh, from one side of the plate to the other, and it breaks okay. so violently. Okay. Yeah. It's like technology can't do that. There's only so much you can do with the human body. And I'm seeing some of these breaking pitches and some of the movement that these guys have. And it's like, yeah, something doesn't look right. I mean, the velocity you can understand if you're throwing hard and these guys are getting harder and throwing harder. And throwing hard harder. in a straight lines, yeah, simple, right? But once you start seeing this unreal movement on a two-seamer, and you're kind of like, really make a lot of sense. So uh, Major League Baseball has known this for decades. And they've turned a blind eye to it. And the only reason it's never, why it's never, really been, it's never really been a topic of conversation. Not really, has it? It's, it's not a topic of conversation until the general public starts asking questions. Do you think that they will? I, they already have. They've already started. Because big issue with... Baseball it was the, it was the is, hat thing the other day, right? Someone was wearing a hat and they had yeah. something on their hat. Joe West saw it and he went up and switched hats. Didn't but, throw what was it? Trail. but what was it? I'm going to speculate that it was pine tar, which okay. is sticky. Sticky. And he's sticky. So. But why would he put it somewhere that's visible? He's not the cleverest tool in the box, is he? Uh, I can't remember. I think it was Michael Pineda that had it here. Man. and he was always going to it and the umpires kind of went to him and they went like this to him and they went okay you're right they threw him out they threw him out okay so the, the, so the, these guys aren't particularly clever then like I, I saw someone oh, i think it was on facebook that said why if you're gonna if you're gonna do that hide it in your glove uh that's been done and the players have been caught pitchers have been caught uh people somehow put sandpaper in the pocket of the glove. So when they receive the ball, it scuffs it up. Um, 
there's been so many things that have been done uh, in, in the history of the game. And I think baseball knows about it. And again, it's, it's like the steroid era. Everybody knew people were doing it until it came full blown right out in the open. Then baseball started to do things, started to actually quote unquote deal with it. Nobody knew about this, even knowing uh, about this type of stuff for years. And the fact that it's getting, it's getting traction with, say, us, us, we're talking about it. Um, eventually, there, there's going to be something done. Well, I, I just, I, I just wondered. Obviously, I've, uh, I don't, because we don't get any of the coverage over here in the UK. It's difficult to see what's going on elsewhere when these stories. Obviously, I read everything. Like I'm literally mm-hmm. scrolling through MLB.com to see what's big and what's not. And you can't with social social media now. Anything big, um, you don't, you, you, you can't miss it. And I just saw it, and I just thought, obviously, that we had we had Josh come out and say what he said on the same day that Glasnow was basically saying we're stealing signs or we're cheating. And I just thought, well, hang on, that's two separate things have been said now in the space of maybe 24 hours. It's like, like, uh, it's like if you take a tennis and you shave part of the tennis and then you start throwing. Like if you're a pitcher and you start throwing it, you're going to start seeing completely different movement, even on the tennis ball. Now, it's not going to be drastic, but you'll notice it. Uh, the same with the cricket ball. If you do certain things and you manipulate the cricket ball where yeah. you shave part of it or you cut part of it. Well, they shine it's... it. They shine one side, don't they? Yeah. To make it swing. Um, yeah. Not that I know much about cricket, but I know that they do that. Um, <laughs> I played yeah, cricket twice. <laughs> it's interesting. Just quickly, uh, the Bayez play. Was it Bayez? The Bayez play or, uh, running to first, running all the way back to home play. Going the other way, guy comes in, steals home. What, like, what the hell happened there? And I don't understand why he wasn't. At, let, let me understand this right. It, he he swung, ball was dropped, so he has to run to first base. Yeah, but surely when they're standing on the bag, they stand on the bag, ball goes in the glove, he's out. And that's it. But he didn't. But he didn't stand on. He was on first when the first baseman received the ball. He yeah. wasn't on. He, but couldn't he have just gone back to first base and stood on the bag? The first baseman should have done was just get to collect the ball, go to first base, buy it. Okay, so I'm back. not going crazy then. That's what no. I thought. That, so, so why did he chase him? I I think it's just a a brain cramp. I don't know. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm not. I'm not accepting that. We get <laughs> we get paid nothing to do this. Mm-hmm. They get paid millions and millions of dollars per year. In fact, not even per year, per six months of the year, to understand the game that they are playing. I watched it, and I was like, "How? Like what? Like first of all." Why is he running back to home? Like, why is he running back to home plate? Surely he can't run back to home plate. What's he going to do exactly? Just stand there? So they were talking about it and they said, um, I mean, the correct play was to go touch. That's right, that first. Because the runner that was going from second to third, um, Contreras, he's irrelevant. He was totally irrelevant in the whole grand scheme of the play. Uh, I, I don't... I mean, I've played baseball and now I play softball. 
I know if a ball's coming to me, I'm just going straight to first base. Get the out. And I didn't know the rule. I knew that, I, and I just said to you, I was like, I don't know this rule, but I'm I'm pretty sure if he touches first base, he's out. Yeah. Yep. So again, answer my question. Why was he running back to home plate? And why did the... Why, I, I, I don't get it. For those of you who haven't seen it... you got to watch that. you, you got to watch that play. You have to go and watch the play. Uh, what was the game who was playing? Uh, the Pirates. The Pirates and the Cubs. Yeah, Pirates and the Cubs. The, 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 the pitcher pitches the, <laughs> the, the ball. He, 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 he either strikes... He strikes out, doesn't he? Catcher doesn't catch it. He runs to first base. Catcher throws it to the first baseman. First baseman decides to not stand on the bag and just get the out. Doesn't tag the, pl- the, the hitter. Hitter decides to run back to home plate. That's right. He's at home plate. He swings. He misses. He runs to first and then runs back. And then who's it? Goes from second to third. So Contreras goes from second to third while the first baseman for the Pirates is running Javier Baez back to home plate. And Contreras decides, hey, I'm going to run home anyway. And he runs home and he scores. So during that play, Baez then turns and runs back to first base. He makes it. The ball goes from whoever was throwing it. I think it was uh, the catcher for the Pirates. Throws the, to the second baseman, covering first. <laughs> goes past him. Baez, who's on the ground, realizes it and runs to second. So in that entire span of a play where the first baseman should have just gone to first base, touch first base, would have been recorded as an out. It goes from no outs to a run scoring. And Baez, who should have been out. On a strikeout. <laughs> at second base. I, I saw it. I watched it about 10 times trying to with no sound and that's probably why i had no sound on and i just see his teammates laughing like it's it's one of the funniest things i've seen like most stupidest things but it was funny i saw it and i at first i I could not believe what i was watching i honestly could not believe what i was watching i was just like what the heck like just touch for space dude touch for space get the out man I'm gonna um, risk. I'm gonna risk the wrath of MLB, but I'm gonna find the clip and I'm gonna put it on the screen so you would have seen it already while we were talking. There you go. Problem. Problem solved. Don't copyright me, please. YouTube. <laughs> I love you. Um, yeah, but yeah, miles off. Miles off topic. But yeah, some interesting things have happened like uh, like during this week. But obviously, going back to what we're talking about, um, Cleveland. Three game, it's three. It's a three game series, isn't it? And, then, well, I think, and then we've got them off day Monday, so maybe they, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't rest, Vladdy. Maybe they just wait till Monday. Everyone gets a day off. Um, I I could see them playing Vladdy today, tomorrow, DH Sunday, off day Monday. I could. See it. Yeah, so maybe that. Have, but I say he doesn't look. But I, I, I I'm looking forward. Could, to Vladdy, Vladdy could be. Mentally tired more than anything else. Like and it he's, happens. He's hitting phenomenal numbers, right? Yeah. Like the, it, num- it, it the, the numbers he's le- he's le- he's leading, or he's in at least a top five in near enough every hitting category. Yeah. So you you have to. He's still young. 
he is going to need a rest. Don't forget, everyone else has had rests. Everyone's been on a DH or they've been on the bench for a day. Um, so Vladdy might be the only person that has not actually taken a game off. I could be wrong, but I don't taken a game off yet. No. And that's, that's a lot. Um, especially coming back from COVID, if we're worried about the pitchers getting hurt, uh, what about the, the hitters and the fielders who've been playing every game? Uh, you know, you got to be a little bit fearful of them getting hurt as well. Yeah, like I think him and Bo maybe. Yeah, even... But Bo, Bo's, Bo's DH'd quite a bit. He's DH'd uh, at least once, twice, once a week. Um, yeah, and, Vla- and Vladdy was DH yesterday. Yeah, Vladdy's yeah, DH'd, but I'm, I'm, I think Bo has missed a game. He came out for a game and they had Simeon. Uh, I could be wrong. He but... did. No, he did because he. Oh, I wonder if he was. De- I'm, I'm trying to think now. I can't remember because I know that Simeon played short. Panic played second. So I wonder if he played. But you're right. He probably was the DH that day. Um, eventually, you know, these kids do need a day off just to rest. Yeah. It's important. So, what's your, predic- what's your predictions apart from us sweeping them? Um, they're probably going to go two and one they're not facing Bieber I I don't think they're going to be facing Bieber at all Um, so the Jays will probably go two and one and um, I think the person who's probably going to have a huge series I'm going to say Lourdes I'm going to say Lourdes Grail is going to have a big series he's heating up nicely Mm -hmm. Um, June is literally a few days away and he usually gets hot in June and July. The, sun, the sun's coming out. Yep. And uh, he's probably going to, like I said, I, I, I feel that at the, end of, at the end of July, he is probably going to catch up to Vladdy and home runs. What? <laughs> I think, I think um, Lourdes, at the end of July, will have caught up to Vladdy. I'm not saying he's going to tie Vladdy or pass Vladdy, but at the end of July, uh, Vladdy will probably have 25 home runs and Lourdes will have 20, 22. And Teoscar will have around 20. Um, that, that's my prediction at the end of July. And obviously, none of them are leading because Simeon's hitting a home run every other game at the moment. So <laughs> uh, I think Simeon will get cold. I'm not saying he, I want him to, but I think Simeon will get a little bit. will have 20. He'll have over 20. But uh, I think Simeon will send the paper off. Like, I remember, obviously, when we had we had Donaldson, Bautista, Edwin, when they were hitting, they were all hitting 30 homers, at minimum 30 homers. We could end up this year with four or five players all hitting 30 homers yeah. or more. Uh, the days in 2000 had Delgado, uh, Tony Bautista, Jose Cruz Jr., and Brad Fulmer, I believe, with 30-plus home runs. So it's conceivable that the Jays at the end of this season could have Flatty, Marcus, Teoscar, Bo. Springer. Springer, if he gets red hot. Um, even Lourdes. You could have like five or six. And, and possibly Randall's in there as well. Someone Randall. around. Yeah. So, yeah, you could possibly have like seven players with 30 home runs which is 
wins and he ain't even close to that. He had over 300 home runs those two yeah, teams. That, that just, just them players, by the way, would be something like 210, 220, mm-hmm. because it's going to be, some of them are going to hit more than 30. You're going to be close to 40, maybe yeah. even close to 50, the way that they're going at the moment. You're looking at seven players in, like you say, nearly 300 home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last team to have three 40 home run hitters. Uh, I could be wrong. I might be wrong on this, but I think it was like Hank Aaron, uh, Eddie Matthews, and someone. It was like a long time ago. The, the Atlanta, they were, yeah, the Atlanta Braves of like 70 something. So the Jays have a, an opportunity to kind of. They're on pace. The one, the one thing that no one can take away, which is funny because that's actually another thing I was going to bring up. Like it's just coming from everywhere today. Power rankings. How the hell do they work and how do they make up these who's where and like to me it seems like a load of nonsense yeah it's just an opinion i think it's an opinion based power ranking uh, it's opinion it, based think, it's opinion based i i, I feel it's opinion based because in unless that, they go on in that case i think the blue jays are number one <laughs> um if you go on like, if you're going on statistics and and everything else then i think you'll start seeing uh, you know, where teams really do lie, you know, is San Diego. I think San Diego right now, if you go on winning on, on a winning record or a winning percentage, the Padres are number one right now. And they're followed by the Dodgers. So uh, are they technically one and two in the league in, the, in MLB? Uh, some people will say yes. Some people will say no. Some people say the Dodgers are third or fourth. And the fact that the Yankees are still in the top 10 uh, is kind of baffling, but know doesn't really make any sense to me to but even, even with like these massive these massive losses that we've had bearing in mind we're only just over over 500 like i think we're two games over 500 now but uh, have, you, have you seen our run differential oh, very very good it's it's one of the best in the league so how does uh, like how can uh, how, <laughs> i think we've we went down two places i know we lost four games against tampa but what about before that? And look, we just beat the Yankees. I'm not saying that we're going to sweep Cleveland, but we sweep. <laughs> but let's say we sweep Cleveland. Yeah. We, what's the bets that we go down another two places after? <laughs> like none of it, it makes it's, any. No, it doesn't sense make any sense. Back. It does not because I'm looking at the power rankings right now. From we're 14th, aren't we? I think we're 14th. May 23rd. Yeah, we're 14th, but we were 11th the week before. Yeah. And. You know, the Mets are ahead of the Atlanta Braves who don't have a winning record are ahead of us. That doesn't make any sense at all. Um, I don't know how they're actually doing this. Uh, everybody hates Houston, so I don't know why you even have them in there. Chicago, Chicago's, uh, Chicago is number one and they dropped to number five. So it kind of, it's, it's, it's a little baffling how they come up with it. Like the Yankees are four. How? Why? Doesn't make any sense. So, you know, each. I mean, if we did our own power rankings, uh, it, it would definitely look different than that. Maybe that should be a thing. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Kind of pa- power, power, power rankings. We'll we'll figure out how we how we do it. Well, we like the Blue Jays, so they're number one. We don't. Like the, <laughs> we don't. We don't like Houston, so they're number thirty. Yeah. Um, we could work it that way. And yeah, just kind of slot teams yeah. in to see and, where they're and, at. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's speaking of power rankings, I get your little trivia thing going up soon. 
Well, the whole the uh, I spoke to Rob about this three weeks ago, and I said to him, I think that it would be a good idea that either we do like a whole Blue Jay Center one, mm-hmm. so that every so that everyone we can get everyone that wants to participate. I but I spoke spoke to Cole about this, and he basically bottled it. He said, uh, "I'm not very good at trivia. I don't think it's a good idea." That, I, wow. that I, I participate. He said he's not very good. He said trivia is not his thing. So he's bottled it. Sorry, mate. I didn't want to like like do you on air, but unfortunately mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what happened. <laughs> and then Rob said that he'd speak to everyone else. Now I wanted to do it this Sunday, so it's possible the Kings of Trivia mm-hmm. Blue Jay Center happens this Sunday. I know they were talking about it, and I said I'm good for whatever day it might be. Um, I think Steve's up for it. So now if Rob can only find one other person, it will end up being the reigning champs, which is Sheldon Sheldon and Mr. Retro himself, Steve, Mm -hmm. will be against Rob and whoever his partner is. But I'm still waiting to find out if he's got a partner. Otherwise, his partner's going to be Zach. Wouldn't that be funny? I was going to say that. Watch his partner be Zach and... Zach and Rob, yeah, because they'll be out trying to outdo each other on constantly, mm-hmm. and just I don't know if that will work. And let's face it, you don't need any more help. No, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, we're still waiting for Zach and, and Adam to get their third partner in, so we could have like a, you know. A, but yes, yeah, so, so I'm, wa- I'm waiting to see what happens. Like, I, I, Sunday is the best time for me to record this week. It's a, it's a long weekend. Got Monday off. Um, and even though I'll probably end up doing stuff during the day, I still have Monday. And the game on Sunday is early. So we literally yeah. could watch the game, Blue Jay Center, straight after the game, Kings of Trivia. And then Monday's an off day. Everyone's got something to watch on YouTube mm-hmm. or just listen over on Spotify, however you guys want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not fussed, but that's the plan. So your mission tonight, if you choose to accept it, is to chase Rob up and find out what's going on. Um, and then that way I can start working on questions and uh, thinking of no- new rules just to annoy everyone. <laughs> yes, even I are ready to defend our titles. Yeah, Steve said that he's going to be busy at the weekend, but he's willing to make time for for trivia. So like uh, you two already mean business. So there's the gauntlet mm-hmm. has been thrown down. The reigning champs have stated they are ready to take on whoever. Obviously, if it ends up being more than more than two or three people um, extra, then it might be you all on your own um, to find out who the champion is, who the, who the king of the Blue Jay Center <laughs> trivia is. But um, again, I'm not too sure. But we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens tonight when um, when Rob and yourself have a conversation, and hopefully hopefully this weekend it will be the the, the next edition. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It was fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, a couple of my friends watched it. They thought that was a, it was a hoot. It was, it was, and you know, they they learned a few things about the Blue Jays too. So. How many other quizzes are there online about the Blue Jays that not only have dramatic music in the background, but a buzzer when you get it wrong? I just thought it was genius. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I've done a few quizzes uh, online. With, I think I can't remember what the, the website was, and. Uh, it's you know you, you type in the answer and stuff like that but uh i love trivia questions i love you know you always learn something so. i prefer playing than trying to make the questions up i have to say it took me ages trying to just get like 
get the right questions. Bearing in mind, I didn't want them to make to make them so hard. Don't get me wrong. I've got some great ones lined up for the next one. <laughs> like like nearest to, nearest to the pin. Yeah, that was a good one. Nearest to the pin, you've got no chance. One of the questions, no chance in hell. Oh, this is going to be good. I think. You know, I hope, I'm going to tell Steve. I chuckled to my <laughs> I chuckled to myself when I made it up. Let's put it that way. I thought it was the funniest thing that I've come up with so far. But yeah, no, I'm look I'm looking forward to it. But I guess we should really end things there. We've been talking for way too long. Um, get some time to edit this before tonight's game. Rain dependent. Um, mm -hmm. Sheldon, as always, it's been a pleasure. Um, guys, don't forget YouTube, like, subscribe. I feel like I'm I, I, I'm constantly repeating myself, but I believe that we have to do these things. So make sure you go, <laughs> make sure you go over to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe because subscribers ain't ain't going up. The views aren't too bad, but so we need you to subscribe. We need you to like. Uh, ring the bell over on Spotify, Apple Music. Just make sure you save it, follow it. Um, we'll, I'll be back at the weekend. Uh, it'll either be a podcast or it'll be Kings of Trivia. I'm not sure. So watch out on the socials, Instagram, everywhere else. Obviously, you can find Sheldon. Are you on Blue Jay Center tonight? Uh, oh, they're no. doing Fan Take Fan Friday. Take Friday Fan which, Take means Friday. That, which means that you know, if you're paying attention, you will probably know that we're going to call Jay at 4.30 his time to get involved yay um so fan take friday on blue jay center saturday and sunday i believe i'm scheduled in uh after those games and uh blue jay center you can catch me into the gaps uh you can catch me on that one that's my personal one and uh there's the 4040 club that's going through a, a bit of a reconstruction so because they're 50 uh, now <laughs> uh, the uh i'm actually handing it off to to bram so bram bram could do what he wants so that i'll be the i'll be the guest and not the, the host so uh but uh into the gaps is mine uh that's my puppy so it's you and i gotta do one yeah man so, i'm up for, i'm yeah. up for it i'm up for it definitely so we don't normally talk to everything else baseball everything else but blue jays yeah, because we've openly said there's just so much space for the Blue Chase. We we gotta. I mean, I did one with the Yankees, uh, and then I did one. In the, we actually took it a different direction. So we did uh, hockey. Hockey. Yeah, you should get me on for that. I know absolutely nothing about hockey. It's the, <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the one North American sport that I pay no attention to whatsoever. Um, so that would be interesting. I know that they have. <laughs> I know. I, I know they use sticks and they skate on ice skates and they hit that round puck thing into the net. Oh, and they beat each other up every now and then. That's pretty much the the basis of hockey. <laughs> my my favorite player is Wayne Gretzky. That's about as far as it goes. Well, he's going to be on TV more. Why is that? Uh, he left the Edmonton Oilers. Oilers. He's no longer the VP or a VP of something i thought you was about to say he's still playing i was like he's got no. to be about 60 why he's done he's done um so he's going to be with uh tnt now I believe doing their broadcasts their hockey broadcasts so uh yeah so you know, maybe he can join us on uh into i oh, no. yeah maybe he can join us on into the gaps, into the gaps yeah he's got nothing better to do Kind of cool. Message um, him on Insta. 
He probably hasn't got Insta, has he? He probably hasn't got any social media whatsoever. I don't know. I, don't know. I haven't checked. Um, <laughs> I, I would love to get a get a, an athlete on on the uh, on our show one day. Just the, an athlete, I, a friend, a, fr- a friend of mine plays golf. Does that count? He'll come on. I don't know anything about golf other than you see a little ball and you hit it as far as you can. That's that's my knowledge. You're a bit like I baseball. Mean, <laughs> I I treat it like a baseball. I launch it as far as I can. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, like I know with the Blue Jays Center, you get to see all these athletes, all these players uh, coming from time to time doing interviews. So that's probably the next thing that I want to look at for into as we start the time. Yeah, I, I, I've been looking at it and I've kind of resound myself that the most the most uh, influential person I'll have on my podcast is you. Um, so ah. <laughs> it's small steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But we'll get in there. Sheldon, as always, a pleasure. Um, we will no doubt talk in an hour or so. Um, hopefully the rain will stay away and we can smash up the Indians. Can't say that <laughs> online either, yeah. can you? We'll, we'll, uh, we'll delete. In fact, you know what? We won't delete that. We will beat Cleveland. Um, no smashing up of anyone um, <laughs> um, because we'll get told off. Um, and yeah, and hopefully we'll see you guys uh, for another edition of Jay's Talk with Jay. Thanks. Done.